Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hey everyone, welcome to the Truck Guy Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Guy. This is episode three, everyone, and on this episode, we're going to be talking with Howard Elmer. He's a truck journalist and founder of the Canadian Truck King Challenge, a grueling annual competition in which the best of today's trucks take on the Ironwood Test Facility in a fight to be crowned the Truck King of Canada. They have a popular YouTube channel in which they properly test new pickup trucks by hauling heavy trailers and piling up the payload. Be sure to check it out after this podcast. We're glad to have him on the show to talk about the newest towing technologies, offer up a few tips and tricks to be safe while out there on the road, and perhaps trade a couple of good stories about adventures while hauling trailers. That's all coming up in the next half hour on the Truck Guide Podcast. This is the Truck Guy Podcast with your host, Matthew Guy. Hello, sir. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Oh, you're very welcome, Matthew. Good to be here. I appreciate it so much. Um, Yeah, but we're talking about towing on this week's podcast, and we were thinking you'd be a great person to chime in on the subject because you've got a professional driving background. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. during a different career many, many yeah. years ago. So I am a class A driver. All right, right, right. Uh, but most, uh, the, actually, most most of my experience comes from the fact that I started writing for uh, various RV magazines about, oh, well over 25 years ago. And, right. uh, you know, started dealing with the issues of not the commercial driver, but the the recreational driver, and and what it was that they were towing, and and the skills that were necessary. Absolutely, because there's a ton of people that will have camper or something like that, and they can um, probably learn a lot from someone like yourself, who's probably backed up with a trailer more than some people have gone forward. <laughs> yeah, I've done a little bit of that, um, and interestingly enough. Uh, since the pandemic, yeah. sales of every type of outdoor recreational vehicle, whether it's campers or, or boats or ATVs or anything that gave people a chance to, to get out of the house and get out into, into the, uh, the country where, you know, they, they, uh, they could be safe and right. still enjoy themselves. Um, those sales have gone through the roof. Consequently, more and more people are towing because ultimately um, you got to tow to get to where you want to play. That's right. There's so many people that need to tow something, whether it's a U-Haul trailer or an actual camper, right? Exactly. There's there's a depth of experience there from your perspective. I mean, that only real world driving can provide, I think. what What were some of the earliest tips and tricks that you were taught? just jokingly or otherwise <laughs> that have stuck um, with you over the years? I think when people ask, I tell them that certainly uh, backing up and any kind of sort of uh, 
low speed maneuvering, whether it's in parking lots or gas stations, mm -hmm. um, that creates the greatest amount of anxiety for people. You've got a lot of stuff going on and a lot of things that you need to pay attention to. One of the key things is that there's this overwhelming feeling of holding, you think you're holding people up. You think you're getting in the way. You think that everybody is watching you and cursing you because you're not moving quick enough or, or perhaps you've had to reposition a couple of times and you get really flustered. When you get flustered, you make mistakes. And when you make mistakes, you crash into stuff. The very first and most important thing that I was taught back when I started to drive tractor trailers was very simply, never hurry. Mm. Um, it's, it's two words that really mean so much because regardless of the situation that you're in, you have to remember that um, being safe is the key priority. Um, if you are inconveniencing some people, the truth is it's probably only for 30 seconds. It's nowhere near as a big a deal as you think it is in your mind. Um, yep. and, but if you complete the maneuver, the backing up or the getting through the, the parking lot or, or, or managing not to rip out a gas pump, that's the important thing. So when you start getting a little nervous, just remind yourself, never, ever hurry. That's good advice for a lot of things in life, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, well, without a doubt. And, and I think, you know, the, the key thing that I've discovered over the years, that you know, most of us, as you get a little older, you realize that um, people are just not paying as much attention to you as you think they are. So there's, there's really no reason for you to be, uh, you know, nervous or, or, or feel, you know, somehow... Um, flustered because you're holding somebody up. Everybody has to create, you know, do the maneuvers that are necessary to get a trailer uh, in and out of a place safely. Yep, absolutely. And thinking back to one of the first times I ever towed a camper and going to a public campground, you think the entire world is looking at you, trying to make that 90-degree turn back into the into the campground. And they're not. Well, and even if they are, I mean, the reality is you still got to do it. So, but you got to do enough. it simply. Fair enough. So, I mean, how does that jive with some of the new towing technologies that's offered by the OEMs these days? Like GM's got this invisible trailer, so-called invisible trailer camera angle. Um, you know, Ford came out with their pro trailer backup assist. Have you used some of those um, technologies out there um, on the road? Or is this something that, you know, you're – um, keeping in your back pocket for when you really need it. I've uh, I've had a chance to use all of that when it mm -hmm. came out, and I am certainly a big fan of cameras. You know, I I came up in an era long before cameras. The example, I mean, the simple the simple fact of of hooking up a trailer without a camera. Yeah, uh, I remember you know years of guessing, getting out, going back. Uh oh. Go back, back up two more inches, get out, go back, look at it, nope, too far, get back, pull ahead an inch, go back. That's all there was, particularly if you're doing it by yourself. So back in the day, you really did want to have a spotter. But with cameras now, you can you can put the hitch on the ball the first time perfectly. Mm -hmm. um, that's wonderful stuff. So in addition to which, um, 
those, I mean, the backup cameras were the first ones that came out. But of course, now we have um, the high, the high cameras up in the Chimsel. We also got cameras down either side of the truck. The more views you got, the safer you are. And so anybody that's in the market for something new, um, you're looking at a tow package, but also consider what camera systems they have. And yeah. you were mentioning um, invisible trailer. That's uh, that's a, again, it's 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 a cool feature because you get to put a camera on the back of whatever trailer you own. Uh, it's a hard wire setup. On the screen in the truck, you get a chance to actually see what's behind your trailer, which, you know, again, it's it's just a, another another uh, move forward in safety because when I used to teach this to people, I mean, before you backed up, I always told them, I mean, the first thing was you stopped, you put mm-hmm. it in park, you got out, you walked to the back of the trail, you surveyed the entire area, and then you got went and got back in the truck again. Of course, now you don't need to do that because you've got the camera. So, I mean, who can not like those systems? And it's, it's, a, it's a relationship saver for whoever you're there with, whether it's your buddy or whatever, so you're not yelling at each other trying to get uh, the thing lined up. And we were coming up yeah, through a, yeah. an urban area one time. Um, oh, absolutely. And the, per- and the person behind me was uh, trying to run interference so that I could change lanes with this, you know, 37 and a half foot toe behind coming behind us, right? It's, uh, and particularly anytime, you know, generally when we use a spotter for any kind of maneuvers, um, it's usually a spouse. It'll destroy your marriage right there, I'll tell you. <laughs> First the thing you got to do is, is, is learn to, to communicate strictly with hand signals. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't help if, if, uh, if your wife's standing behind the trailer where you can't see her and she's yelling, come back, come back. <laughs> getting the hand signals down and and there might be some rude hand signals thrown in there for good measure but that's just part of it right you know it's funny because i i just a buddy of mine just on the weekend he managed to crease the the passenger door on his ram backing up his uh, 30-foot rv yeah. and i said well how did you do that he says well i was backing into the spot and he said and this guy walked by and he's like oh i'll guide you he says so oh, no. he's He's backing up on a bit of an angle, and all he's doing is he's watching the driver's side and the spotter. Nobody's watching the passenger side where there was a tree lurking. Next Those thing trees you know, he, jump out every does, time and get you. Yeah, next time he, he does a bit of a jackknife, and, and boom, right? And yeah. even he said to me, he says, first reaction, he goes, I'm mad. I'm mad at the spotter. He says, and then I'm thinking to myself, well, wait a second. I'm the driver. I'm ultimately responsible. Yep. And besides, who's this guy? He was just walking by and said, hey, I'll guide you. And I decided to trust him. <laughs> never seen the man before in his life. Well, and he never saw him after about 10 seconds because when he hit the tree, the guy walked away. There's one good thing, though, is that um, my wife now is equally as adept at backing up and towing the trailer. So that's one thing we've had going for us is that we've – taught each other how to, you know what through through hand gestures yeah for sure but we've definitely learned a lot of skills over the last eight years of having the rv yeah and and one of the uh the things is that backing up as a skill it translates um right across a whole pile of vehicles and, and what i mean mm-hmm. by that is at the cottage we've got an atv 
and we have a small little, uh, you know, four-foot dump trailer that we use, you know, for picking up leaves and debris and this and that. My wife can back that thing up, down, around, backwards, like nobody's business because she uses it so often. That's and awesome. then when she gets and then when she gets into the the twenty five hundred with a thirty foot trailer, she has no problem whatsoever because the the skill translates. The size is irrelevant. As soon as you kind of get a sense of how a trailer reacts as you steer left or steer right, you know. And then like a lot of people, they go, "Oh, well, you know, I don't back up very well." And and I always say to them, "Well, well, do you practice?" And they go, "Well, what do you mean? I mean, have you ever taken your rig and gone to an empty parking lot and spent an hour or two practicing?" And they go, well, no. I go, well, that's why you don't back up very well. You're absolutely right. You're hard, it's hard to get good at something if you don't practice. Yeah, strangely enough, people will practice a lot of things, but they won't do that. And that <laughs> has always kind of amazed me. You practice complaining about backing up, but not actually practice the act of backing up. Yeah, for real. Absolutely. You and your, you and your crew, you've got a successful YouTube channel called Truck King, right? Uh, what we do, and, you know, one of the things that Truck King does, I mean, I've made the, uh, I'm not going to call it a leap, but it's the transition from uh, printed truck reviews to video truck yeah. reviews. And one of the things I've been doing since forever is um, I make sure that I put payload in the truck. I make sure that we tow with the trucks that we get. So, in other words, we test every uh, aspect of that truck because, of course, I've always looked at a truck as a uh, as a tool. And there's lots of guys around, frankly, who will drive it for a week and then say, you know, I went out and picked up milk. It was great. So I've always found that a little strange. So, um, yeah, if, if you check out any of our reviews, you'll see us actually use the trucks the way that owners do. And that's important because when you do hook up a trailer, if the trailer is eight thousand pounds but so what's your rough guesstimate do, do you roughly say 10 to 15 percent of that is tongue weight is that is that accurate yeah uh, on a conventional bumper pull trailer 10 percent is the accepted uh number so if your trailer is eight thousand uh your tongue weight is 800 and mm -hmm. that 800 comes off your payload so you take right. a look at your door jam sticker, which will give you your exact payload number for your vehicle. So you'll take that 800 and then plus people, plus cargo, and make sure you're not over that payload number. And that's in important. Case, that's I was just going to say, in the case of a fifth wheel uh, trailer, it's 15% transfers to the vehicle. Gotcha. So it's an extra five because it's yep. in the bed of the truck, for lack of a better term. Exactly. It's over the rear axle. It just, it just transfers more weight. So that's important for people to, people to know because that five, six, seven, eight hundred pounds can take a lot out of, you know, some trucks don't have a heck of a lot of payload. That could take up half of the payload. And then by the time you put a couple of well-fed humans in there and, and people and gear and stuff and kids' bikes and whatever, you can be pushing that, that payload pretty quick. Well, you're absolutely right. And this is one of those things that uh, you need a little bit, a little bit more knowledge than what your average uh, sort of manufacturer's TV commercial gives you, because they love to trot out their max numbers. 
right. you know, and say, oh, this will tow 12,000 pounds. And the reality is that 90% of trucks won't, won't tow anywhere near that because mm-hmm. it all depends on how they're configured. But more importantly than that, if you're in the market, say for an RV, um, and the, you know, the manufacturer or the dealer tells you, well, you know, it weighs, as you said, 8,000 pounds, and you're like, oh, I'm good with that. However, you may be only thinking about tow limits. You need to know your payload so that you can do that calculation because mm-hmm. you got to be within both ranges. You got to be within your payload range and your tow range. Right. And being able being safe in that is really freaking important. And there's a difference between, so if it's 8,000 pounds dry and say this RV is, and you're going out to do, you know, some camping off the grid, then you've got to take into account your water weight, things that you're putting aboard your trailer, stuff like that, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Typically, when you look at the specs on any RV, they will give you a dry weight. Um, They will also give you a a gross weight. And the gross weight, depending on the size of the the unit, um, say, you know, as we've been using 8,000 pounds as a dry you yeah. probably end up with 2,000 um, for carrying weight. So 10,000 gross. So right. to be on the safe side, you want to use the gross number. That makes sense because even if you're not planning on doing any quote-unquote dry camping off-grid right now, you might in the future. So, And you guys, so you towed trailers on the Trans-Labrador Highway, is that right? Yeah, back in uh, – 2016, we did a, 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 a kind of a promotional thing with Toyota. Yeah. We took uh, two of their Tundras, Tundra pickup trucks, and one of them we had, uh, we were towing a 22-foot cargo trailer. Cool. With a snowmobile in it and a whole bunch of extra parts. And we did the entire Trans-Labrador Highway. We got all the way down to Red Bay. We mm-hmm. did it in April, and unfortunately, we were going to Newfoundland, but then uh, the ice blocked up the uh, the strait, and uh, we ended up turning around and just doing the entire trip in reverse rather than wait for the ferry because they just couldn't tell us when it was coming. <laughs> so you did Route 500 both, and just so the listeners know, uh, Routes 1 through 499 don't really exist up there. Route 500 is is it going across Labrador, right? Right. Yeah, and then, and then the interesting thing is that actually, um, I'm trying to remember the number, I think it's 289 that goes up through Quebec until right. um, you get up to Lab City. That is the worst piece of road I have been on in my life. So, frankly, when we got to Labrador, it was like a sigh of relief. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And towing the 22-foot cargo trailer full of everything in the world and a couple of snowmobiles must have been over that type of terrain takes a, takes a lot of planning and a, a, a good bit of a not inconsiderable amount of, of skill and spatial awareness, I would say. Uh, luckily, there's lots of room up there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is true. Here's the thing with trailers, you know, once once you're on the road and you're you're going straight, there's really not that much to concern yourself with. <laughs> um, it's always the low speed stuff that you're more concerned with because maneuvering is is when trouble happens. Pulling in a straight line, um, yeah, you you 
you just learn to give yourself more stopping distance, give yep. yourself more distance when you're changing lanes so you don't take anybody's nose off. And, and past that, um, you get the feel of it pretty quick. And that has a lot to do with, you know, towing within your limits, not being overweight, uh, making sure that the trailer has a level attitude. In other words, you know, using an adjustable height hitch so you can fix that up. And it's, uh, it's nowhere near as hard as what, I don't know, a lot of people seem to make it out as. Absolutely. There's a lot more. You know, my first experience towing anything of of value and weight, I was white knuckling it at sixty kilometers per hour when I quickly realized I didn't need to be. Yeah, and you know what? Everybody's going to go through that a little bit through that learning curve, um, yeah. and that, frankly, when you know, as you describe it, that just means you were being cautious. That's a good thing. <laughs> Let me ask, you, you talked about braking, and I just thought about something there. Then when when you're backing up, so when you're um, traveling straight down the highway at highway speeds versus when you are backing up at an angle at very low speeds, do you change the trailer brake gain um, on, the, on the trailer brake in the truck, or do you leave that alone? I set the gain um, as I'm starting out. Because I want to change it based on whatever my weight is, and weights change. Obviously, if you change trailers, it changes. But uh, the time to check it is when you're when you're first leaving. And the way to do that is uh, roll forward um, just at idle, and then use the actuator on the uh, on the brake controller to stop the vehicle, and you'll feel. It doesn't come to a stop gradually. Does the trailer brake lock up, which means it's too high? Okay. Um, you continue to roll, and you just don't feel like it will stop, so you're too low. And then you just adjust it until you get that nice gradual stop, almost as if you were applying the truck brake. That way you know your trailer gain is set properly. And that's good advice because there's so many people who ask, what is this trailer brake, and what do all these? What does this number mean, and how do I use it? That's a great description. Thanks, man. Yeah, it, it's better than somebody saying, "Oh, you got to go to a five. No, you know what? You can feel it, as I like to say, with your butt sensors. It'll <laughs> uh, do it my way, and you'll feel right away what you need to know. I like that. That's awesome. Um, just before we, um, just before we head off, I'll, I'll end off with this question for you, sir. Um, just about trucks in general. What what truck, good or bad, has did, that most surprised you? You know, during your during your driving career, what what truck do you think most surprised you, good or bad, during your driving career? Yeah, you know, that's uh, needless to say, it's a tough question. Yeah, I've I've driven everything, and I, uh, you know, in our line of work, same as you, we get to drive all the new stuff as soon as it's available. And I, I guess the way I can answer that question is there are no bad trucks out there. They're yeah. honestly all within, you know, increments of each other. They're within inches of each other, not within feet of each other. To me, one of the biggest um, upgrades that's occurred over, say, the last decade is the integrated trailer brake controller, the one that you can buy that the manufacturer installs. They work great. They right, don't right. hang down like the aftermarket stuff and bang your knee. If you are in the market 
that's what you want above all else. Something with an integrated trailer brake controller. The numbers are pretty low. I mean, pretty much if you look at, uh, it's a little different province to province, but anything over 2,500 pounds, you need brakes on your trailer. So that's going to, that's going to be part of your towing experience. That's a great bit of advice too. What's the, you know, most or one of the most important things a person who is going to buy a truck that's looking to tow trailers should be looking for and an integrated trailer brake controller ranks right up there among other things but that's certainly something that ranks right up there simplifies your life too because you're not getting into the aftermarket and and splicing and cutting wires <laughs> no the, le the least amount of wire splicing and cutting i can do in my life the better <laughs> especially on the truck <laughs> exactly uh, thanks very much for uh, for being on the show i really appreciate it and there we go howard elmer he's truck expert automotive journalist and owner of the most formidable mustache this side of the Rockies. Thanks very much for being on the show, sir. <laughs> Thanks, Matthew. You take care. That's Howard Elmer, truck expert and towing guru. The man made some really good points about the type of technologies that are really worming their way into just about every new truck on the market. From the pro trailer backup assist that Ford to GM's so-called invisible trailer camera angle, the only problem with the latter, of course, is that you can't make faces or rude gestures when you're driving behind one and get away with it. My main takeaways from his expert advice? Take your time when towing and giving yourself the required space for turning and stopping. Those would be my two biggest takeaways. Pace and space, in other words. And I agree, you should always opt for a factory trailer brake controller when it's offered. But that's it for our episode. Big thanks to this week's guest, Howard Elmer, producer Adam Foster, and all the listeners for joining us on the Truck Guy podcast. Be sure to check out driving.ca where you'll find the best in truck reviews, videos, and breaking news. While you're there, use the site's comparison tool for head-to-head -head shopping and sign up for their Blindspot newsletter. That'll be delivered to your inbox every Saturday morning and feature a roundup of the past week's most important automotive news. And be sure to subscribe to the Truck Guy podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music. So you can hear this truck-loving Newfoundlander and his guests tell a few stories while talking about pickup trucks and 4x4s. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.